Thank you, sir. A new clicker. All right. I should have practiced with this one. I guess I just click over. Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. Amen. Before we go into the new year, how many know this is December 1st? Hallelujah. This year went by so fast. Before we go into the new year, I want to teach us about great faith because I want you next year to not guess about your faith. But I want you to operate the whole year. I want you to make that year look like, listen, you're going to grab some things you've never grabbed before. Because of what you know. Come on, the knowledge of him. And so I want to prearrange you, prepare you this month in great faith. How many of y'all enjoyed the conference? Now, I want y'all to understand, as apostolic voices, they speak here. And I'm, I'm going to hear to prepare you for the steps to get there. Sometimes I see it, but I'm like, God, I need those steps to um, <laughs> give me the first. Uh, I got the revelatory and the uh, orderly, and uh, I, I'm getting that, but just give me the steps to walk out. And, and, and I'm going to complete it. You understand? And so I, I thank God for the grace that hit this house. And listen to me, you will never be the same again. God is doing something in you, you're not going to be the same again. People are going to say, I don't know what's wrong with you, but something is different about you. Family is going to say, I, you know what, I used to judge you. I used to didn't hear your word, but something about me tell me to listen to you. There are going to be things that God is going to do in you that you've never saw before. God is going to use you beyond what you, come on, you better say I receive. Come on, God is going to use you beyond you, you've never thought before. What you've been praying for, you're about to be the voice that you've been praying for. You're about to be the voice that you've been praying for. You're about to manifest and you're about to come into what you've been praying for. Because of what you know. So I want to help us go down the line of great faith. And um, help and provoke our faith to understand how to sustain realms. It's one thing to see realms, but it's, it's another thing to get there and learn how to sustain it. And I want you to understand there are levels to those things. There are disciplines to those areas. And God has instructed me to give us those disciplines and things that we need to understand internally, spiritually, to help us steward. Amen? First Timothy 13, excuse me, 1. And we're going to read verse 3 through 9. And it reads, I urge you, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray you speak. If you don't speak, I have nothing to say. And if you don't move, I have nothing to do. We put our dependence on you. I stand here in your name. In Jesus' name. Amen. I urge you, when I went into Macedonia, remain in Ephesus, that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine. That they teach what? I want you to stay with me this morning. Nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which cause disputes rather than godly edification, which is in what? Which is in faith. Now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart for a good conscience. A good what? A good what? Good conscience and from sincere faith, from which some have strayed, have turned aside to idle talk. Desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor the things which they affirm. But we know that the law is good if one uses it, uses it lawfully. 
knowing this, that the law is made, excuse me, it's not made for the righteous person. For the law is not made for the who? But the lawless and the insubordinate for the ungodly and for the sinner. And the ungodly and profane, and the murders and fathers of murderers and mo of, or, or, of mothers, for manslayers. Can you say amen? Yeah. Godly edification, which is in faith. There's something that God has highlighted to me that I, I, He wants me to express as believers, as we uh, concerning our faith, as we continue to grow and pursue. God on the levels that we desire. One of the things that we have to understand is our study life, our prayer life, all that we do is to know him. Amen. If I ask everybody right now, what is your pursuit in God and why? What is your pursuit? Why do you study the Bible? I'm actually, you know, I want you to think about that. Because one of the things is a lot of times we study to know more of the law. I want y'all to listen to me. We study to know more than you. We study to know how to tell you why you're wrong. Yeah. And the problem with that is you always live with the consciousness of law. By the way, we're dealing with consciousness this morning. Because I want you to understand that if we don't understand how to have a clear conscience as he declares to, give, uh, to have, our faith will always be limited. That's why belief can't do what faith can do. I want y'all to hear me this morning because a lot of people are believing for things to happen. The problem with believing is there are things that belief can get. But there are things that belief will never get because faith is a manifestation. Belief is waiting on something. I can believe on the promises because he promised it to me. But there are some things that he said, unless you operate by faith, it's, it takes faith to please me. Amen. I can believe if something is a promise. But there are some things that we don't understand that I'm going to teach on that are by faith and there are things that are by promise. Yes. See, you thought faith and promises were the same. No. That's why a lot of times we wait on things that are promised, but that comes by default of obedience. But there are some things that he said is based on what you desire. Because God doesn't violate your desire. Oh, Jesus. Let me slow down, Pastor. Are y'all catching with me? How is that he said, whatever you say shall be so? And then he said, but I got promises for you. Now, which one is it? If you got a promise for me, why do I need to desire for it? Somebody say different levels, though. That's why some... Oh, oh, watch this. That's why some of us wait for an opportunity and some of us walk into one. I'm, a, I'm not going to go too far this morning. You know that video messed me up, man. The guy was talking about the difference between pastors and apostleships and stuff. And he said sometimes pastors who talk too high, they, they, they actually not pastors. I said, Lord Jesus, am I doing too much? <laughs> messed me up, man. I got I to slow down. You, you have to understand there are levels of faith. 
And what God is trying to do is get us to understanding how to operate on those levels without doubt in our conscience. Because a lot of times we, the reason why faith doesn't manifest is because of what's working in your conscience. While you're saying what you want, your consciousness is going against what you, what you believe, what you say. That's why sometimes God got to catch up you in your soul so your soul can agree with his spirit. So there are things that we have to understand. He said, listen, now the purpose, this verse 5, now the purpose of the commandment is what? Love from a what? Pure heart from a what? Pure heart, heart, good conscience, and from what? He said, why do you keep talking about uh, 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 endless genealogies? Why do you keep talking about stuff that has nothing to do with the now faith that I'm trying to get people to understand? Why are you just studying to prove them wrong? Why are you just studying to tell people why they are not right? Why are you still just studying to show that you know everything? Why are you not studying from a pure heart? Why are you not studying for a pure conscience? Why are you not studying for pure faith? The average believer wants to, you know what, we are more knowledge bound. We want to know more scripture rather than know him. See, I messed, I'm going to mess some of y'all up. Well, the scripture is him. Yes, it is. But the Bible says the spirit, with, listen, the letter without the spirit is what? Dead. So if you try to study the scriptures without having the awareness and the intimacy in him, you won't even understand the letter. Because the letter has so many levels that you can't get with the carnal mind. I'm going to say that again. What we think is deep today is because we're still operating from a carnal mind. We haven't even slit the surface. That's why, watch this, that's why your gift always will leave room for you. Because your gift have a revelatory space that nobody touched yet. You keep thinking people stole your stuff. They couldn't have stole your stuff. You know why? They don't have a revelation of what you got. I don't care if it looks like it. I don't care if it even sounds like it. What I know of God will always trump what they know because I have the truth. I don't have present truth. I have future truth. By those stripes, we are healed. No, but Paul said, by those stripes, we were healed. That's a difference. Now and were. So we look at today, they, they, you know, I just can't do nothing. No, he said, listen, your gift will always leave room from you because the revelatory space that I left you, the revelatory grace that I left you, nobody can overtrump what, what I'm going to give you. And we haven't even, listen to me, we haven't scratched the surface. What we have been recycling in the church culture has been uh, 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 um, 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 platitudes and, 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 and religious stuff that we haven't even searched out. How many of you, listen to me, what I'm learning is I've said a lot of stuff that I haven't even searched out. Yep. Yep. Just cliches we say in church. They sound good. How are you? I'm blessed and highly favored in the Lord. I am the head and not the tail. I am above and not beneath. That is so good, sweetheart. But do you understand what you're talking about? <laughs> oh, we're going to get in some trouble this morning. <laughs> so he's saying is 
The reason why we even have a law, it's not for believers. It's for the unbeliever. Because I got to keep them in restraint for they kill somebody. The reason why you can't run a real light is not because the government hates you. It's for those who don't like the law but need the law for they hurt somebody else. But once you understand the law, you don't run the red light, not because they told you, but because you understand it can kill somebody. See, the problem is you're still not understanding why God sets stuff so we disobey. And we're still in blatant rebellion against it, not realizing he's trying to not kill, get you to kill somebody. Oh, Jesus. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? That's why God had a problem when Pastor had got a ticket. And I'm telling this police officer, brother, you don't understand what I do in the city. You don't know that I'm at the home. I'm doing, I'm doing, doing, doing. And he said, I didn't care. He just get it with a smile on his face. I said, hold on. They were going a little faster than me. And then I got the ticket, a hundred something dollar ticket. And then I'm riding my mad. I'm like, God, what? I'm, I'm saved. I, I didn't even pray this time. So I, I let you go the last five times. What you why you, I let you know to laugh out times. Why are you acting like you? And, but, but it was a learning. Because he says, the problem with you is not the ticket. It's be, it's the, the problem with you is how you're seeing the law. It messed me up. You don't speed because you're seeing the officer. But the problem with that is it's not of you. It's not in you. You're not understanding the, the, the reason why it's Preach. even instituted. Preach. So you mad because they caught you. You're not mad because you're mad because you got caught. But you don't have a heart for why they even have a law. What God is saying as Christians, the law is not for you because you need to understand it wasn't there to judge you. It was there to protect you. And the reason why it's still on them because they want to break it. In fact, it's not even about the law. It's the unbelief that they don't, that they already condemn. In fact, the law was already said. He said before you, I said life and choose what? All right. We're going to have to move them more than one scripture. Hallelujah. So he said the purpose of the commandment is to love from a and a good conscience. Somebody say a good conscience. What I do with my clicker? A good conscience. Now, he's still talking to Timothy. First Timothy uh, 1.16. However, for this reason, I obtain mercy that in me, first Jesus Christ, might show all long suffering. And as, excuse me, as a pattern to those who are going to believe on him for everlasting life. Now to the kings eternally immortal, invisible, to God who alone is wise, be honor and glory forever and amen. This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecy previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage a good warfare. Somebody say wage a good warfare. Wage How would you wage a good warfare? Having faith and a what? Having faith and a what? Which some has rejected concerning the faith. Have suffered shipwreck. Which means your faith will always be shipwrecked when your consciousness is not in order. Faith don't work when you're battling in your mind. God is telling you the reason why you're praying is because you're learning how to get a pure mind. You're not listening. Prayer is not about time. Pray, but, but you got to learn how to break through. 
That's why God wants us at our purest form. Our minds are telling us what the law says. We say, be healed. But in the back of our minds say, you can't be healed because you sin too much. Get saved, but you need to say Jesus, Jesus, Jesus three times, and you need to. <laughs> yeah. But because you didn't say this right, it couldn't have went through. So we approach people because of our systems and our laws. Now realizing God is saying, I told you not to go with them with the law. I told, I'm not even judging you by the law. But because you didn't do it the way that I thought it should be done. You didn't receive what you said you received. We got to be careful judging people saying they don't receive. The Bible says, as long as they believed on me, they shall be saved. The problem is we too focused on what they're doing wrong rather than what God is trying to do right. Yes. I want you to understand something. Somebody in blatant rebellion against God, it will always show. You don't have to even highlight them. So which means those who are really trying, their souls are so messed up that God is trying to transfer his spirit into their soul. But they're saved. Their spirit is saved now. They got a new storyline, but it takes discipleship to walk them through. Why are you, why are you trying to get something out of them without being discipled? Yeah. Uh, are y'all all right with this? You know what's so interesting to me? We expect people, stuff from people that don't even have the... Yeah. Why would I expect you to do right? Why would I? I don't even expect myself to do right without God. I always tell y'all, we all crazy. I don't know why y'all be acting like y'all perfect without God. You're you a nutcase without God. You lie, yes you do. You steal, yes you do. You mean well, but you can't do well. I don't, how many of y'all say, I mean well, but I just can't see y'all lying all this? Come on, raise your hand if you, you are unperfect, undone. See, we, 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 and you see how y'all still, no, you know, you know what you say, that why you think you got it? Because you're still judging yourself by the law. You did good this week, didn't you? You did good this month, didn't you? You didn't talk to nobody bad. You didn't say nothing wrong. You didn't even curse. Look at that. You didn't steal your pants from your job. You look at that. See? You, you are so good, aren't you? Now, you think you got something that God is saying. The problem with us is you still believe in your righteousness. You still think that you can make yourself happy. You can make me more happy by what you do. That's why, oh, watch this. You know what God told me? So that's why you think that you don't hear God when you're in sin. Wow. I'm going to leave y'all alone today. I'm going to leave y'all. That's why you got to fast for three weeks before you can re re rejuvenate yourself from what you just did. And then tell God you're going to do better. You know what the problem with us is? We're gonna, we tell God we're going to do better. And he knowing you can't do better. Somebody say, I can't do better. But you can with him. With him, all things are possible. With him, all things are possible. With those who believe. You've got to understand, I can do nothing without him. That makes it easy. That tells me, no matter how good I feel, you know what? I lay my life down. Yeah. And I'm not going to let nobody else take it. I'm going to lay it down. You know what's wrong with us? We don't lay it down. We make people take it. We even make God make others take it because we don't know how to just lay it down. Somebody say lay it down. Lay it down. You got to start learning how to lay it down. 
I don't care what pedigree, I don't care what degree you got, you need to learn how to lay it down. Because the drunk, the prostitute, the, the person has nails that's flinging around, he might need the grace of God, but you can't see him because you... I was with you, but you just went into some stuff that I don't know about that. God is trying to break the law out of us. Because until we understand the depth, the width, the height, which we'll never understand, of his love, we will always judge beyond what we don't understand. And what I'm noticing is we don't have to always be critics. We can just always shine light. Oh and the light will always expose who wants darkness and who don't. Amen. So you don't even have to talk about darkness. Just put more light out. You know what the problem is? Everybody got their lights off. And they keep talking about it's dark, it's dark. I wonder why. Because if Christians learn to turn the light on, it's not worried about the darkness. We focus on the darkness. But if you start focusing on the light and people see the light, they won't run to darkness. They'll know there's a light on. You know I stay in sin as an unbeliever and I can well, why? It don't make me better, but I don't know nothing else to do. Because everybody that tried to tell me on the daylight is off. So if you have a light on, I might can come to the light. But you so full, you spend three hours on YouTube showing more people why they're wrong rather than getting the light to tell people why they can be right. Jesus walked around, he brought people that was uncommon. He said, why are you with them? You, you know they, they're not good. They're sleeping around, they're doing stuff. He said, I came for the sick, I didn't come for the well. So you think you will, you can keep them on moving, but I'm going to build a team that's going to get the sick. I'm not going to focus on what they're doing. I didn't come to highlight darkness. I didn't come to highlight darkness. I came to highlight light. The reason why I came to highlight the light. That's why he said you are the light of the world. A city that he didn't say you're the darkness of the world. He said he didn't say you're the correction of the world. He said you are the light of the world. And when you stand with light shining, darkness will say there's a light out there who's looking for the light. There are people that are looking for the light. The problem is your light is still oh and there. Somebody say, I'm turning my light on today. Come on, turn it on. They need you. They need you. So we violate faith in our consciousness. We violate faith in our... What is conscience? What is conscience? An inner feeling or voice viewed as acting as a guide to righteousness. Righteousness or wrongness of one's behavior. Uh, let, let, let's look at this one. Conformity, I like this one, to what one considers to be correct, right, or morally good. Let me ask you something. What are you considering to be morally good and correct? You know what's interesting? And my prophet said it in the room over there. You know, Jesus, the disciples, the, the kid, kids was running to Jesus. They were running. They said, oh, Jesus is here. And, and, and the disciples say, no, 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 no. Stop, 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 st
Let me help y'all out. He said, unless you become a little child, you will by no means enter the what? What he was saying is, he's saying because a childlike has a consciousness of purity. Their dependency is only on the source. They don't think about sin. They're not thinking about messing up. In fact, Adam and Eve didn't know mess up until they sinned. They walked around naked, didn't even know they were naked. Which means we're judging people based on their age and stage of life, not realizing they might still be a child and their conscience can't, it didn't catch up yet. Y'all all right with this? Can you say amen? Amen. Which means sometimes, stop looking at what people are. You've been in church for 10 years. It doesn't matter. Just because they know the words don't mean they know the word. You've got to understand something about God. Sometimes as we're learning and developing in our spirit, our, everybody's conscience is different in this place, depending on your faith, depending on it. And God say, listen to me. We so focus on sin, but sin is only what God told you it is. Uh-oh, see, I, I got to be careful. I told y'all I, I might hit something up there and mess up all this stuff up. You got to teach. Come on, Pastor, go there. Woo! Amen. He says sin is what you don't know what's wrong to do. Yes, that's good. Yes. Oh, y'all hear me? Do y'all know Jesus died for sin? So why do we highlight sin? Preach. When sin is not even a factor anymore. You know why? Because you're looking at sin as an iniquity. Sin is not iniquity. Sin can produce iniquities. But all sin is is unbelief. See, what you keep highlighting on people is iniquity. What you keep highlighting on people is the fruit of unbelief. So you keep talking about what the, the fruit of stuff that you need to hit the root of unbelief. Somebody say sin is unbelief. It's not the fruit of it. But the devil knows if you keep looking at the fruit, you're still a Pharisee. So as long as we stay Pharisees, he knows nobody will see the real grace of God. Because until you really see the grace of God, you don't know what to embrace right. I told y'all, we don't have a giving problem. We have a receiving. We have a receiving problem. And our receiving problem don't come by the belief that we have in God. It come by our conscience that's trying to go into faith. We really want it. But there's something in our conscience that keeps telling us there's something in my members. Yeah. yeah. That's warring against the yes. spirit of life. Yes. Yes. I really want to believe. I really want it, God. But something is warring in my mind that's telling me that, 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 that I'm not qualified. That's telling me that I'm not good enough. That's telling me that I can't, I don't deserve this. Yeah, yeah. Woo! Somebody says, by grace. Excuse me. Come on, tell them it's by grace. When people learn that it's not about their doing, it's about their believing. They'll come out of your laws to get to God. And they'll learn to embrace him because of what he's done. Let's go a little deeper. Y'all ready? 
You are not a sinner, but you're a son. I'm, I'm going to talk about this. Because I even want to clear up some things that we hear out here. You are not a sinner. Somebody say, I'm not a sinner. But I'm a son. I know we hear a lot of times people say, well, we are sinners. Everybody, we sinners. That is not true. Actually, my son came. We are not sinners. Somebody say, we're sons. The Bible says we have sinned, but we are not sinners. Because if you are a sinner, that means that you... Let me ask y'all something right now. If I ask you, where are you with God? Where are you with God? And how do you perceive God look at you? problem is, all of us right now could think, if I, I just, I'll ask us that question, the problem with us is we're thinking about what we did. Do you know the Bible says that you are perfected in Christ Jesus, although I'm perfect, although I am perfecting you, sanctifying you, you are perfect in Christ Jesus. Do y'all know that? Yeah. But the problem with us is if we don't learn to start there, we cannot finish in faith. Law-based conscience. If I ask you, where are you in God? And you don't say, I'm perfected in Him. Yeah. Although, he's, worth, he's still sanctifying me, but I'm perfected in Him. Mm -hmm. If we don't, if I can't push you to that, you will always have a law-based consciousness. Yeah. Because it will always be based on what you did that made you think you approved by what you do. So the week that you do better, you think God loves you better. That's so true. That's why you start praying, praying a little harder, a little weaker. I'm trying to help us. How many of just, y'all just, this, are y'all getting this? You know one of the things I realized? We haven't really learned the love of God. It should be the first foundational principle that we are. That's why he said the elementary principle is faith towards who? But we will learn faith towards everything else. Preach. Preach. For when Gentiles, Romans 2, 14. For when Gentiles who do not have the law. We do not have what? You do not have the law. By nature, do the things in the law. These, although not having the law, are a law to who? Oh, so God didn't. So why you couldn't do that? What did God tell you? Well, God told me because I didn't do, 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 do. Law to themselves. Who showed the work of the law written in their hearts? Their consciousness also Bearing witness. It does what? Witness. And between themselves, their thoughts accusing or else excusing them. In the day when God will judge the secrets of man by Jesus Christ, according to the, my gospel. Now, I want you all to understand something. He's saying you are ex either excusing yourself or you're accusing your own self. 
Let me ask y'all something. Why are you not doing what you know God told you to do? Do you think God is keep pushing you back? Or is it it's your consciousness that's pushing you back? What needs to be healed in your life? What needs to be delivered? Who needs to be healed in your life? Is God, is your consciousness telling you that they can't be healed because of what they did? Because they don't go to church like you? Uh, he said, you don't have the law. Somebody said, I don't have the law. I got to move because I want to get to some stuff. So we got to understand that you have been justified by Christ. Don't ever call yourself a sinner. I am not a sinner. I'm a son. Somebody say sinner. No, I'm a son and daughter. I, 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 come on, tell yourself I'm a daughter. I, I, I am not a sinner. We are sinners saved by grace. Yeah, but once you're saved by grace, you're out of sinner. You don't keep sinner... I can't be justified and unjust. When I'm on a court, they don't say, oh, you won both sides. No. <laughs> you're guilty and you're justified. What are you What am I doing? Am I going to jail? Or am I <laughs> Do I need to be in jail or am I free? Good. They say you both. What do you mean? <laughs> what we do is we tell God we both. Oh, wow. God, I'm justified. When I went to church, I went to Wednesday night and I gave a good seed. God, I gave a good seed. I gave a good one this time. I'm justified. I gave to the homeless. See, I'm, I'm going to touch something. I'm going to look up here. I gave to the homeless this week. I'm justified. I, 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 I did good to my neighbor. I'm justified. What you keep thinking is what you do is justifying you. When God is saying you've been justified. The problem with us is the lack of knowledge that's causing you to perish. Because the days that you don't do right because you couldn't have done right. Okay. Is when you misjudge my love for why you're not accepting me. Mercy always have followed you. Right. And I never stopped following. Yes. Yet while you were sinners, I died. That's why mercy can follow you. Uh, some, uh, mercy is following you, which means all the days of your life, I'm always giving you a chance. Y'all ready for the next phase? That's why we misplaced the blood. Are y'all ready? You know, we use the blood as a weapon. We get fear. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. The blood of the, the, the blood of Jesus. Shula, ba, 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 the blood of Jesus. <laughs> Let me ask y'all something. When they put the blood on the doorpost, who sent the angel to kill? Huh? Who sent the angel? Oh, the devil didn't send the angel. Who sent the angel? God. So God said, I'm sending my wrath. And when I see the blood, I'm not going to touch you. So the blood was to protect us. I'm going to leave you all alone. The blood was to protect us from the wrath of. So who are you pleading for? The blood is already on the mercy seat. Jesus died for you. He said, yo, 
ain't gonna get it right. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna trust no other man to get it right. I'm gonna send myself, die myself, put myself back on. Come on, die, believe myself, put myself on the mercy seat for you. Now God has nothing. To, listen, He's not mad at you pleading, but I'm, I'm saying that. But I want you to understand what you're pleading. You're pleading because He's already mercy is already available for you. There is nowhere in the Bible nobody pleaded the blood of Jesus. Once again, I, I'm showing you the authority of the blood. I'm not discrediting it. If you want to plead it, plead it. But what I'm saying is you have protection already. Because he's already pleading. The, the fact that I can repent. It says that something is already pleading. It's not saying because the devil is after me now I can plead. Are y'all all right with this? Yes. No, don't hate your neighbor. Don't hate each other. If, listen, we, we can say that. I, God wants us to understand where it's coming from. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? If you say plead the blood, I don't listen to me. Say it. I'm not. The, listen, we can pray for protection. That's not what pastor is saying. But I want you to understand the blood is already pleading. You already covered. Obedience already covered you. Obedience already covered you. So what God is trying to train you is your authority so you can stop praying mercy prayers and start praying authoritative. The problem with us is we're still praying mercy, mercy, mercy. And God is saying, you ain't got to pray mercy. I'm, I'm still here. Why are you still praying mercy? Why don't you understand your sonship and your authorityship? And you tell the devil and stop asking the devil because you want to ask me to come. I've already come. I think this is too much. I'm going to slow down. Yeah, yeah, I think it's too much. I'm trying to show you that you already have authority in Christ Jesus. You, have, you don't have to be weak. That's why the lack of knowledge gives him license in your life. He did not say it's the, because of the devil that you perish. He did not say it's because of your lack thereof. He said what you lack is knowledge of who I already, what I already did. Because if you knew it, the enemy can't touch you. You stop being reactive and start being proactive. You stop putting out fires your whole life. Everything is, I've got to put out this devil. I've got to put out everything. In. Your whole life is putting out devils. How about you start learning how to wake up and the devil run from you? How about you learn how to make the devil run from you? When you walk in your job, they say, uh-oh, we got to go. I remember I used to work at a place, and I knew this man was demonized. He used to run from me. I said, come here, brother. Maybe you got something to talk about. You got to learn how to make the devil run from you and stop being a victim to him. How are you going to operate in overflow and you're still yeah. working from deficit? That's good. Wow. God is trying to show you what you have. But he said, I got to work this law out of you. We can get all hyperactive on what we're hearing, but you got to understand what's already for you. We can't go into realms of faith if we don't know what's for us. Because we're going to be intellectually happy, but don't know how to walk it out. The blood is already pleading for your life. 
There are prayers that I don't pray anymore because I'm not embryonic in that anymore. Yeah, that's oh, oh, oh. See, some of you still trying to get a baby five relationship with God when God said, I'll raise you up. You're trying to live with God, and he said, I've already raised you from there. You keep running back to the old place because he moved in that place. He said, I'm not moving right here because I'm trying to move you up into this place. I want you to understand I'm changing so you can change. (laughs) You keep looking for me in the same place, but I'm going to shift who I am so you can see the other side of me. So you don't become a stale Christian in the same framework. And one dimensional in your approach to others. The reason why we're one dimensional in our approach. What do you mean by one dimensional? We reach back to the old religious things that we heard to minister to people. (laughs) But we don't have revelatory understanding of lives. You don't see in this person what's for them. What's for you might not be what's for me. So I can't use the same storylines that I learned in church. Because I'm not teaching y'all church. I'm teaching you to know him. And when you learn to know him, you learn to desire him. And when you learn to desire him, there's nothing that can stop you. There is nothing. Listen to me. The devil didn't become under your feet. But until you learn to know him. You're going to keep telling the devil, I, 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 well, I, I come in the name of Jesus. No, 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 no. You know why we do that? Because our conscience is saying a different thing than our words are saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Somebody say good conscience. Good conscience. So the blood of Jesus has already covered you. You can come boldly to the throne room of grace. Somebody say come boldly. You can come boldly to the throne room of grace because you're covered. As a believer, we have to get out of a sin consciousness. The Bible says, I want you all to understand this. The Bible says that Adam and Eve's eyes did not open until they sinned. The Bible says, and then God created uh, uh, Adam as a living what? Soul. He's a living what? Which means there's a place in God when you learn how to allow your soul to submit to the spirit. You can live out of without your eyes even. Ah, I'm trying to hold on. Without your eyes not even opening. You telling me they were walking around because your soul holds the knowledge and the understanding that is that already received. All they were hearing was from God. That they have no consciousness of the evil. So their soul was walking around like, oh, I know what to do. Based on what I heard. They're naked already. No kids in here. They wasn't ashamed. They were the only ones. They was, they were sinning and didn't even know it. <laughs> I'm gonna mess with y'all a little bit. You know why? Because when you're in the spirit, you don't know when you. When you're in the spirit, it's not about sin anymore. Oh, y'all ain't hearing me. It, when you're in the spirit, things can be naked and I don't see it. 
I, there could be something, but I'm not regulated to sin. Because when I'm in the spirit, it wasn't about sin. Do you understand that God did not set the law Moses did? I, be careful, Pastor. I, I'm telling you, I go into certain things. I, I got to step myself back out. Who set the law? The, it's called the law of who? It's not called the law of God. Who set the law? So, when God set something, all He said was love your, love Him, and love your neighbor as your. That was his law. That was it. But God gave Moses the license to set laws because he knew they wouldn't get it right. So they won't kill themselves at the light. <laughs> Y'all get it? So they don't kill themselves at the light. I got to set a law. <laughs> God's intent was never for you to be law bound. God's intent was always for you to love him and live from that love. I'm trying to show y'all something. You can access whatever you want if you learn the law of love. So they didn't see until sin came into play. The Bible says, then their eyes opened. And they start revelating stuff that had nothing to do with what he said. Could it be it's because of our sight that we're saying stuff that has nothing to do with what he said? What are you saying about yourself that has nothing to do with what he said? What are you, come, what are you coming up with in your, in your conscience that has nothing to do with what he said? Anything that tries to say that he didn't say, I, you, that's why he said we cast down arguing. That's why Timothy, the apostle Timothy, wage a good warfare with the prophecies, with a good conscience. Why? We don't, how do I wage a good warfare? By casting out arguments that wants to bring himself to accuse me where I'm already justified. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that condemnation comes, watch this. Tells us that we still believe that there's something that we can do to make it better. Y'all got to help me because I'll say stuff just straight out and I'm like, Jesus, what did I just say? I'll just open that up. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? That's why he said there are no condemnations of those who are in what? Why is he saying that? The fact that you'll be condemned is saying it was about you, not me. Yeah. What should have showed you, you should have stayed in me. And that don't. Yeah. When you stay in me and have the grace, uh, when you're under my grace, you don't do that in the first place. So it should have shown you where you were positioned. Yeah. Not that I'm going to do better now, God. Oh, I hope y'all getting this. Yes, that's good. It should show you where you're seated at the moment. Yeah. That's why I tell y'all, Christians should have so many influences today because you have the secret to six, the secret sauce. <laughs> That's good. 
People are making millions off of training people's flesh. And you're still crying to God about, all right, I'm going to leave y'all alone. You got the answer, but you're still leaning on them to tell you what it is. People are lining up with their wallet. How do I get free? How do I get free? How do I get free? When the, the churches huddle up, shouting and, and dancing and over what? Uh, thank you. Five minutes. I forgot I had a clock. Thank you, Nonzo. Shouting and dancing and doing stuff. You got to understand God is calling you. This is why I said you, you got to come out of belief and learn how to manifest faith. Because the influence that all, I'm talking to leaders now, the influence that all of you are called to operate in, people are looking for you now with what you have. Yeah. But you keep thinking you don't have enough because you don't have what they have. The problem with you is your eyes are open and messing you up. Wow. Yeah. Walk by faith and not by sight. Walk by faith and not by The problem is, is your sight is messing you up. You went in the prayer and you had sight. And then you opened your eyes and you broke sight. <laughs> well, they doing it now. I guess I'll just go ahead and throw it on in my back. <laughs> there is no excuse for you not owning some stuff. Come on, I'm going to talk to you now. I'm talking to members now. There is no excuse for you not taking over some stuff. There is no excuse that you're not going to uh, attain some stuff. Come on, say amen. amen. I'm going to pull you into your authority. Pull you into the things that he said about you. Because what you don't understand is you win because you have him. But the problem is you keep submitting to them in a place that God never told you to submit to them. And so while they're looking at you and saying, I really want the good family like you have. I really want to know what you know because you're always happy. But they really want to say to you, but you keep coming to them like a baby. Uh. How in the world? Can I help y'all out? How else do you think the wealth of the wicked is going to get in your hands? Let's move on. How in the world do you think the wealth of the, the, wealth of the wicked is going to come up by people bringing you up? That's why the Bible says, in front of a king, don't try to show what you know. Learn to submit yourself. And I'm going to lift you up because I called them up there. They're going to bring you up. And as they bring you up, not because of your degree, not because of your pedigree, but because of who you have. You're going to start owning some stuff, yeah, yeah. taking over some stuff, having uh, opportunities in some stuff. Not because of you, nothing. It wasn't because of you. Amen. Because of who you have. Amen. That's, that's the wealth of the wicked transfer. Yeah. They didn't know why they were building it. Wow. But they know you. They say something about you. You know more than me. Go ahead, take the keys. I'm going to do something else. <laughs> I wasn't in there for the right reason. Something about you convict me. Let me give you the keys to this kingdom. Somebody said authority. I'm done. There are places in our conscience that God is trying to get us out of. So you'll be at your purest form of faith when you speak. I don't know about y'all, 
But I'm the type, when I say something, I believe God do it. And if it's not done, see, I would say it's not done. I know I need more of him. Others make excuses and make doctrines out of it. I, I don't have to falsify it. He said it, that means it's supposed to happen. So I'm going to keep working until they get there. Oh. See, we keep making excuses for it. That's why we got all these doctrines today. How about you learn how to grow up in him and then you understand why it's not working? I want to say it and no doubt there's no plan B. There is no sin. There is no law. And it's done. If we're not careful, you know, I learned when I first got saved in my car. Well, really saved. I went to church. And I started realizing something. My private time was different from church. Yeah. <laughs> like, God, something is wrong with this. There are things that you're supposed to know. Because practitioners are supposed to be teaching you. And I don't know about you. I'll be happy to be here because I'm going to give you everything that I know. Amen. That I wish somebody would have told me or it would save me five years. Because reality, you can never grow beyond your knowledge of him. You will never grow beyond your knowledge of him because you don't know where, where he sets you free. And when you don't know you're set free, you live in the law. And when you live in the law, you live in a lie. Wow. There is a faith that will cast out all fear. Yes. Some of you, the things that generationally has not come upon you, that curse is about to be broken. Yes. 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 Do you know your vaults? You was owed some stuff, excuse me. There is generational, listen to me. Sometimes the lack of faith didn't come from you. It came from generation on generation. You grew up seeing people say something, go to church, but when it comes to something wrong, they run to the hospital, run, and nothing wrong with the hospital, but they run to every other means rather than God first. So your unbelief didn't come from you first. It came generationally through the lines. That's why, G, that's why the Bible says, I have to, dis- for the lack of knowledge, they rejected knowledge, I got to reject their children. Why? Because the, the rejecting of knowledge is a rejecting of the... It's the lack of faith. So you don't lack faith because you just lack faith. You saw a lack of faith. That's why he let one generation die out. He said, circumcise them. I need to teach them faith. That's good. You saw, and nothing against our parents, nothing. We're all trying to get better. Hallelujah. But when we see, that's why it's very important for you to sustain faith in your house. They need to see. I know you're talking that Jesus stuff, but now it's time. I'm watching. Yes. Uh, see, y'all, y'all, y'all don't want to get serious with me. Oh, pastor get tested too. I just ate a big dinner. I don't feel like messing with nothing. Something is hurt. My kids said, Daddy. I better make some. Why? Because they need to see your God. Not just hear your God. 
The problem with this generation, we have a good mouth, but we can't manifest nothing. But you understand what I'm saying? See, the problem is, if I can prove it, I ain't got to say nothing. You know why we got to talk a lot? Because we can't prove it. You don't have to say nothing if you can prove it. You know why we spend two hours talking? Yeah. I'm not saying we don't need it. All of us need a couch somewhere. <laughs> but if you can prove it, my Paul said, I ain't coming to you with the wisdom of man. Yeah. Man's wisdom. Yes. Yes. Talking pre. I came with the power of God. We give you one last scripture. We out of here. Are y'all getting this? So good. Hallelujah, Jesus. We're perfected by the blood of Jesus. Say that with me. I'm perfected by the blood of Jesus. The Bible says, therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiness, holiest. By the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh and having a high priest over the house of God. Let us draw near with a true heart in full 